forever Bristol City podcast. You're a cup half full person. You would say that the unbeaten run is extended to six games and um, twice we came from behind. But the fact of the matter is, with 20 minutes to go, we were in front. We conceded the advantage in a massive way. We're going to talk about that. Joining me this evening are Ian and uh, and Les and hopefully Mark as well, if he can get his habitual sound problems sorted out. But the final score at Bloomfield Road, we'd have taken a point before the game. It finished Blackpool 3 uh, City 3. First of all, you, Les, sum up the game in 30 seconds before we dive into the action. Um, it's just very frustrating, isn't it? Because we, I think, played some really good football. I thought Blackpool offered not much other than long balls that we failed to deal with, yet somehow managed to get three goals and could have had more out of it due mm. to our ineptability to deal with Medine and their physicality. But when you are when you're winning in injury time and when you're in complete control to do what we did, which wasn't just one mistake, it was three mistakes. And you could yeah. see it coming from the first ball that was played. You, you know, it, it, yeah. it just it's just disheartening. But it's a good point, but it should have been more. Yeah. Ian, your thoughts, the usual thirty seconds. Very much the same as very much the same as Les. Um somebody said earlier the same old frailties come back to haunt us or words to that mm. effect. And, and that's absolutely true. We started brightly. They scored after seven minutes, but we could have had two before then because yeah. Wells post. Um, there were times where I, I thought we could have done with a lot more composure in their final third, um, trying to force it a little bit. And we didn't do that when we equalised. So, but once again, it's the second half it's caused us a problem, albeit we scored two goals when Antoine came on and gave us a big lift. Yeah. But um, um, unfortunately, the um, that is Bristol City losing points from winning positions and not being normally not being as good in the second half as we were in the first. Yeah. Same old, same old. And if it had stayed at uh, if it had stayed at uh, hello, if it had stayed at three two, we'd have uh, finished the day in fourth, and uh, everybody would have been looking forward to Wednesday's game against uh, Huddersfield. Uh, Mark, and um, just about, just about Mark. Um, okay, I mean, look, the starting lineup. I think you play your best players in your best positions, and okay, I think um, it was the same team. Somebody will correct me if I'm wrong here. The same team that started the game against Cardiff, Alex Scott at right wing back, uh, and then finishing the game with Andy Vyman a right wing back when you've got two specialist players in those positions. I find that personally uh, a bit baffling. Um, Les, your thoughts on the lineup? It was, it wasn't going to be the team that beat Wickham, but it, it was predictable, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was no surprise. I suppose the biggest surprise was the bench in the sense that Matty James was there. I'm saying that he came on in the week, didn't he? So maybe it's not so surprised, but closer wasn't there. Uh, I'd be interested to know why, because, you know, when a team is playing with Gary Medine, you know what's going to happen. Mm. I mean, he's probably the, when you think of target man in the championship, he's probably the first person that comes to people's minds. Yet yeah, we hadn't, other than Atkinson, have a dominating centre-back anywhere, either mm. in the team or on the bench. Um, but... And it was strange leaving Cam Pring off as well, because we've got two specialist right-sided defenders, although there's talk that um, Pearson thinks Wilson could play on the left. Well, he doesn't even want to play him on his in his right so never mind the left but 
no place for Cam Pring, and we have you know, Matty you, James. You, you know, you know what Pearson's like. He likes to pick little fights with little with individual members of the team. Do you know what I mean? He did it with Backinson, and I get the yeah. impression he's doing that a little bit with Pring, or has done over the last few months. But look, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. No. He may be in trading and have been pretty average and not been good enough. The only surprise for me from the lineup was not seeing closer on the bench because you know, you know, yeah. teams put us under pressure if we're ahead and we need that big centre back, especially yeah. with Medine up top. We didn't have it. No, we didn't. Ian, your thoughts? I guess probably the same as uh, as Les. You're going to pick pick the team that beat Cardiff, but uh, strange ones on the bench, really, wasn't it? Or was it? Well, I think if I mean closer, we don't know. He may have maybe early, maybe injured. He may be off on paternity leave in Switzerland because that's where he was going. Um, before he stayed back uh, for the Cardiff game. But in every other game this season, or I think pretty much every other game, um, he's come on in and helped us close games out. So it seems very odd. As Les said, when you're up against uh, Gary Medine, I mean, because it hit, the tactic was obvious, hit the long diagonal. And one of the tall players, Medine typically, would pull off on Jada Silva or uh, Alex Scott who, for me, I know he got an assist today, but he's absolutely wasted. Now, Williams is is blowing, and I, I totally agree with that, and that's why he got his statutory booking. And yeah. I think the referee may as well book Joe Williams and Alex Scott in the warm-up to save time, um, yeah. because they get booked every week. Um, and that's going to cost us with a, that's going to cost us with a small squad. Now, mm. it, so I didn't understand that. If you want to make a change up front and bring Semenya on. That's absolutely fine. Uh, but why would you move Vyman from 10 and put Wells there and play Vyman at right wing back when, as you correctly say, we've got two specialists on the bench. And in terms of Williams blowing, we've, we've got, um, we had two central midfield players on the bench at the start of the game. Yeah. So I don't really... Uh, understand why he didn't use all of his subs when we were we were clearly it would be great when you're three two up to have an extra defender on the field if you don't yeah. want to bring on Wilson because he's a bit too attacking yeah bring on bring on Tanner because he's more of a fullback so, yeah so that I I don't get and I don't get why you'd have well if if you're going to play Wells at ten why not take Wells off and 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 leave leave Vyman. In yeah, there. well, Tommy. Well, I think Vyman might have been carrying an injury, which was mooted at What's some. Uh, take him some... off, then, Dave. You don't. That's what him. I mean. That's what I mean. Take yeah. him off. So don't take him out of his best position to put him in a position he played in about once last season. And as you say, yeah. with the absence of closer on the on the on the bench, we didn't have any options, and neither did we with with Pring being out either. Because you know, can Naismith play on the right? Could Pring have come on and moved no. everybody along? One, I don't know. I don't know. I'll stand corrected on that. All right, let's get into the action. And as you said a moment ago, City started very much on the front foot. I'll say it now. I missed the first 25 minutes of the game. So I missed it when Williams sat uh, Vyman for uh, Wells to uh, send a shot onto the post. It would have been a cracking goal if it had gone uh, if it had gone in. But uh, Les, I come to you for the first goal. Thompson would have crossed. Medine... <laughs> It was just a case of him being more physical before setting the ball. Look, up for, Dave, for, for, Dave, let's for, be for honest. Bonus. Let's be honest. It was really, really poor defending. He's bought the yeah. he's bought the long ball, the cross down yeah. with his foot on the edge of the six yard box. Yeah. Atkinson, who I thought was really poor for the whole yeah. for today, gave him too much respect. And then what's happened? He's bought the ball down, 
on the edge of the six-yard box, and he's got three Bristol City players around him, all of whom are just standing there. They're just standing yeah. off him. Yeah. It wasn't too dissimilar to the goal against Liverpool that uh, Van Dyke got a lot of grief for. I think it was Sancho, where he's got all the time in the world, and he's got people stood there watching. Yeah. You've got to close the ball down. Yeah. And um, he had all the time in the world. He's laid it off. And yes, it's deflected, but he should never have got into that position in the first place because no. they should have put Medine under pressure. And like I said, when Medine's playing, you know what that's going to happen? They're going to whip balls in. They're going to play off him. Yeah. And I just thought it was really, really poor defending. Yeah, poor defending. And we'll talk about the second goal in a minute because it was more of the same, really. Um, I did see in the clips that uh, Vyman uh, put the ball over the top when there was a pass on to uh, Conway. But the bit that I saw in the uh, in in the 15 minutes before the interval they, they it was like ping pong around our goal mouth but Ian we got we got the uh, we got the goal the centers in level at half time and it was a cracking goal as well wasn't it i mean williams a starter Vyman scott conway is that his fifth goal of the season and a classic strike chris honor on robins tv said you know he showed a lot of uh, intelligence getting in at the near post and it was a, it was a good it was a, it was a well worked goal as most of our goals have been this season yeah, and it was, it was a great assist from Alex Scott and he got forward into a position he didn't get. I can't remember many occasions when he got forward in that position in the second half. So, and he was played in nicely. I think Andy Vyman slid the ball to him, but that's what I was talking about with composure. What mm. Conway does is gets across the first defender, which yeah. I've been criticising a lot of our strikers for for years. And he did exactly that. It's a striker's instinct. Great finish inside the foot. It with a lot of power. Um, and the keeper's got no chance unless it hits him in the face. Yeah. So, yeah, e- excellent equaliser. I mean, in fairness, we could have been two goals up before they scored, and they scored their first goal after seven minutes. I know. I know. I didn't see the game, but I know we were dominant. And and as I say, the bit that I caught just before our half time, um, it was anything but. But then we got that uh, cracking goal. Um, Les Conway, you know, you got to add him to that list of. Uh, players if he keeps this up he's going to be attracting uh, people and we've got him on a nice long contract haven't we well look, listen right he's already scored was it what did you say five, five goals, five goals and two assists five so goals he, and two assists. he's already going to be on the radar of premier league teams and other championship sides because you know there's a select group of strikers who have got that record so far this season so mm. teams are all going to be keeping an eye on him and taking an interest i think pearson deserves a lot of credit i think he deserves a lot of credit with the same with alex scott as well and that he's given them time, he's played them, he's not afraid to drop some big names in order for him to get game time, and he's rewarded him for his good performance in the Cup. And, yeah, he's getting into good positions. Him and Wells, I think, work well together yeah. in the way that they press and they put teams under pressure. Uh, so, look, he's doing very well. And, um, yeah, good thing we got so we went in. Contract. We went in level. Went in level at halftime. I'm going to give you another try, Mark, if we can hear you. because somebody you hear me said... okay? Yeah, oh, fine. Yeah, just here, Mark. In, in in the briefest of uh, in the briefest of terms, uh, all square going in at half time. That was uh, that was fair, was it? Yeah, in your view. Yeah, I just want to say about that goal. It was started by Naismith. He ran into the space, and we're doing that a lot more this season. Naismith, Atkinson. You know, when you've got free when you've got free defenders, you're gonna uh, you're gonna have a spare. Ran into the space, and the ball actually falls to Williams, and he sweeps it out to Scott. And the great thing that uh, that Conway does is he gets between Ekpeteta and Williams. It's a great run, you know, between yeah. defenders, and he hits it high to the keeper. He's got absolutely no chance of saving that. 
And with all City's expansive play, you know, we've got an ide- we've got identity. We play the ball to feet. We pre- we press well. Things were looking really good going into the second right. half. Mark, okay. can I, Mark, can I ask you a question? Yes. Why do you think we stopped doing it in the second half? I don't know. I don't know whether it was just poor game management, but I think that they're, they're you know, we, we faded very badly uh, in midfield. We just didn't All right. have the legs. All right, so let's come on to the second half. Time. Sorry, guys, let's come on to the yeah. second half and the reasons let's, why. Let's do it chronologically. Yeah, let's keep it keep it to order. I'll stick, I'll stick with you, Ian, since you came in. Um, James on for Hanoa Masengo. Hanoa was having one of those frustrating games that have been a feature of his time at Ashton Gate. I mean, lots of... Uh, Lots of energy, but was it was was do we know was he injured? Was it was it was it tactical or what? Well, I don't know. Um, personally, I wouldn't have made that change because I think when you've somebody said earlier um, on the text, when you've got King James and Williams in midfield, you've got a job with uh, with pace. And um, I don't think I don't think Matty James was too bad when he came on. No. Uh, but for Wednesday night, I I really would like it if we could have Scott and Masengo back yeah. in midfield. If we're going to play, you know, particularly if Semenyo starts and we play this high energy, high press, high press game, because you 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 can't do that with those guys in midfield. Because because no. uh, absolutely, we know, we know Joe won't play Wednesday because he can only do Saturday, Saturday, and you as you said today, he was blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Les, we had a chance, uh, Scott, with a header. For some reason, I didn't catch that. But then on 54 minutes, uh, Atkinson lost the ball uh, deep. It ended up with uh, us, them getting a corner. Uh, again, poor attack. Uh, well, good good header from an attacking perspective, but we were weak in the header again. And uh, Yates finished with a half-decent finish. But sloppy again, wasn't it, Les, really? Well, two things. Firstly, right, I just want to say about Masengo. I mean, it's very rare that I watch a game and I get really wound up by the way someone plays. But I was really pleased they took him off at half-time because he, today, you, if you took his wig off, or his hair off, whatever, his afro off, he, he, he was Neil Kilkenny. He played like Neil Kilkenny. He was dropping <laughs> deep. He was passing everything sideways. Or he was passing it backwards. There were so many times here... He, he had the ball with so much space to turn and move forward, and he just kept playing backwards with the first-time ball. Mm. It was so infuriating watching it, so I'm pleased he took him off. Um, and yeah. as, for the, as for the goal, <laughs> it was, um, well, it was yeah. poor defending. It was a long ball to the back post, header across. Yeah. And you know what? When we were 3-2 up, the same thing happened with 10 minutes to go. Uh, the go, the go. only difference is the guy swiped it wide. So, yeah. I mean... It wasn't good enough, but that's one when you ain't got a dominating centre back in it. I have to say, what you just said then has got to be one of the quotes of uh, of eternity on Forever Bristol podcast. If Neil, if if Masengo took his wig off, he hadn't got a wig; it's real hair. He looked like Neil Kilkenny. I think that's a brilliant one, uh, Ian. Um, the goal, uh, is, well, Les has just said, sloppy again. But Atkinson did lose the ball. I mean, he's good, but he's it's that physicality again, and he was beaten for the header that led to Yates flicking it in, wasn't it? And then after that, I think chaos was the word that the commentator used, but Viner, and I'm not blaming him for the last goal when we got on there at all, but Viner put his body on the line, he did a block, he did a great tackle. I mean, we're masters of our own downfall again, and that goal epitomised it and what followed for a few minutes, didn't it? Well, I'm I'm just looking at a a still of the goal. Zach Viner has got got 
uh, one of their players rang the waist in a full bear hug. Unfortunately, no one is within five feet of Yates. And he's four yards out from goal, tops. Yeah. Perhaps oh, he's three. inside the six-yard area. He's inside the six-yard area. Yeah, so you've got uh, on the you've got Conway looking at him. He's a long way away. I'm not saying they should have been marking him. You've got another black ball player in a yard of space, um, and one of our guys that I can't quite see stood in front of the goalkeeper. And that's something else that modern defenders seem to do. They don't mark players when the ball's loose. They head back towards the goal and try and block. What's going to come? Mm. Um, very, very, a bit strange. I mean, Viner is marking somebody. In fact, he's got him in an absolute full bear hug, and I was expecting him to see the, you know, the 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 full, uh, what they call it, belly flex or whatever they do in professional wrestling. I've, like, I've no idea. You know, I've no it's idea. Just rot- it's just, it's just rotten. Parks defending. I'm sorry, but it yeah. is. And if and if if Pearson's not doing it and defending from dead balls is down to Pat Mountain, I mean he's been doing the dead ball stuff for a very long time now. You've got mm. to ask some questions about that because the goals we're conceding are defensively poor. They're not worldies, and we we'll get hit by a worldie sooner or later that we'll have no uh, complaints about yeah, it. The thing, um, you, 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 there's two ways you deal with the, what Blackpool were doing, particularly second half. You stop them playing the ball into the box. In other words, you shut down crosses. And Les talked about closing down earlier on, and he's quite right. You you close the player down so he can't get his head up and cross the ball. That's one thing you do. Or you've got to compete when the ball comes in the box. And for that, with somebody like Medine, you need the likes of, of uh, Closer or a Callas, um, not... To, in all honesty, not Rob Atkinson and Zach Viner. Or, or no. even, to be honest, Cal Naismith is one of these guys, he's better with the ball at his feet than he is marking people for headers in the box. Yeah. Uh, so that's something that, that we've really got to look at and say, well, okay, after, when people see these goals and they know we're going into games with... I mean, if you replaced Alex Scott at right wing back with... Um, Kane, uh, Kane Wilson. Or George Tanner, if you want to be slightly more well, defensive. It, no, hang on a minute, I'm, I'm just making a point. If you replaced him there, he's still quite small. So sides will still say, well, OK, let's zero in on that. Let's get the big diagonal in, get the nine peeling off to the back post if he's a big guy, get him up and in the ball across the goal and, and we're in the pound seats. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, they don't have to be tactical geniuses to work out how to do it. All right. Okay, um, Mark. Uh, again, speak up as we keep saying to you. Giving you, yeah, can, giving you. A ch- can everybody, can everybody hear me? Who's, who's listening? Yeah, yeah. Somebody, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can. I think it might be people further down the line. But uh, inspirational substitution on the hour, sixty-two minutes. A bit weird that it was Scott going off at Vyman, a right wing back. But uh, goodness me, you know, Semenyo, his stock after that uh, shinned goal at the weekend, but he comes back and uh, he gets. Um, it, it, it showed everything that what Semenyo is, isn't it? With power and what have you to make it 2-2. I mean, a cracking shot. I mean, it was power as much as anything else that got it over the line, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, the ball's played in by Conway. Great pass in the right in the right channel. And Semenyo, he basically steps on the ball, first of all, and has to go backwards. But his footwork leaves Thompson on his ass, the guy who got the, uh, got the assist 
uh, the crossing for the uh, the first Blackpool goal. Switch it with his feet and just hammers it in the far corner. It's a beautiful finish and that's going to put a few pounds uh, on his asking fee. Unfortunately, people have watched that and think, crikey, yeah. what a great finisher. And now he's, he's a little bit rusty. He was a little bit rusty today. Gave away a free kick. We got to expect a bit of rust after having, you know, he's been out. He's been out for twelve weeks after, uh, you know, getting that shin shin injury with Ghana. But clinical finishing, and yeah. uh, you know, you're all the be better for it. I'd start. I'd start with him. Uh, yeah. On Wednesday against well, Conway up front. Yeah. I mean, if Feynman's fit. Yeah, Les. Um, yeah, Semenyo, I think, is the most likely one to go out through the door. And Wednesday is transfer uh, deadline day, so 11 o'clock that evening. Do you think, uh, we'll talk about the goal, but then do you think somebody's going to come in for Weinman within the next 96 hours? And he, Not Weinman, what am I talking about? <laughs> Freud didn't sit there. Do you think somebody's going to come in for Semenyo before we play Huddersfield? No, I don't think they will. Uh, unless they're panicking and they put in a 20 million bid, I don't think we'll accept anything either. I mean, the kid's a beast, isn't he, at this level? If you'd have told me three, what, two, three years ago that he would have, when he was linked with Chelsea for one million or whatever it was, mm. that he would have turned out the way he has, I would have said, no chance. Do you know what I mean? But mm. I, I, I just think at this level, he's going to get you if he stays fit 15 goals a season, 20 goals a season. And the thing is, defences in this league just can't physically handle him. No. He's got power and he's also got pace. He's got a hell of a shot on him. He's shown he can do it with both feet. He's actually becoming quite clever with his decision-making, which wasn't the case a few years ago. Yeah. I think he's got everything. So unless a team comes in and says, listen, right, we'll offer you 15 million quid straight up and then we'll do 5 million with add-ons like Keen Lewis Potter happened at Hull, right? Yeah. We shouldn't let him go because he, he you know, he's going to go at some point. But he could be the difference between the playoffs and, and not the playoffs. So, I think yeah. it's quite, I think he's, he's going to be top dollar, top dollar, top dollar player for us, which is great, as you say. When only a few years ago he was being linked with Chelsea for peanuts, and a bit like Bobby Reed, you know, you you'd have given him away for that, and then uh, you stick. He, with he, him listen, 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 Dave. He's going to be a different level to Bobby Reed, and look yeah. where Bobby Reed's done. Bobby Reed spent half, just under half his career, maybe as a bit part. Premier League player, maybe a bit mm. less time. I mean, if that's what Bobby Reed's done, imagine what Semenu's going to do at that level. Yeah, yeah, and he's twenty-two. He's, been, he's, been, he's, he's it like like Les said? It's the strength. It's the strength of him. Now yeah. you know you can imagine him along um, alongside Conway with Conway's uh, with Con Conway's runs in behind. But Semenyo, Semenyo's ability to be able to trap the ball and turn, you know, t turn on a sixpence. He can do it out wide. He can do it centrally. That's going to bring other players into play. You can definitely to him, and he and he'll bring players into play. He's got yeah. everything. Fantastic! Right. It's fantastic. The potential right. is fantastic. You just got to stop the leaky bucket. Yeah. Okay, Ian. <laughs> um, we're two-two. We're in the game. Semenyo's on fire, um, and Semenyo gets fouled. Uh, Seventy minutes on the clock. Uh, talk. Take us through that goal because it was. Uh, Clever stuff, wasn't it? And then uh, I think I think was it Wells headed against the bar before Ek Pitia Ek Piteta. Sorry, that's the right pronunciation. Bless you, David. He got credited with the goal. Thank you, Ian. Your thoughts on uh, what we all hoped was going to be the winning goal? Yeah, just to correct you on something, Dave. The the transfer window is eleven p.m. on the first. It closes. Well, Not... take, take the clock. Take the clocks back then. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. There we so go. That, 
right. so, well, it was Naismith, very clever free kick. Um, he's got it a- across the keeper. I think it might have took a bit of a spin or a bounce off something. The keeper's uh, is palmed it out, gone up in the air. Uh, Naki Wells runs in, heads it against the bar. And then it, the I think the keeper might have even palmed it onto his own defender and the ball goes off the defender into the net. So a definite, a definite own goal. Um, and, and yeah, like you say, we I, I, to be honest, the way we were playing, like defending particularly, and, I, and it's in, it was in both halves, not just the second. Yeah. And I, I was I was worried every time every time the ball came into the box, whether it was a set piece or a, or a, a cross in open play. Um, so I, I, twenty minutes, I thought, blimey, I could see another couple of goals in this for each team. Yeah. Um, but, can, but, can, but can we talk about the quality of of Naismith's ball? Because I think the cheek of it, it was a Joe Bryan-type ball that he did against Brentford in the playoffs two or three years ago. The keeper yeah. expected it to go to, to go to his far side. He hit it near side. So he had, to, he had to change direction, and that's why he made such a mess of it. I thought, oh, the cheek of Kai Naismith. This is brilliant. And, yeah, uh, yeah Ekpiteta, I mean, he just bundled it in because he's facing the wrong way. It's just one yeah. of those things, but, but yeah. tough. But Kai Naismith, brilliant improvisation. Let's talk about that. Yeah, no, fair, fair comment. Uh, Les, um, good improvisation. I mean, it didn't have enough power to beat the keeper, but it certainly flummoxed him and uh, led to the goal, didn't it? So, uh, keeper made a mistake. I mean, you talk about the thing like Joe Bryan against Brentford Fulham. I mean, he was much further out and he's absolutely nailed it. I mean, Nesmith didn't nail it. The keeper's gone too far across and the ball's moving away from him and he's made a mess of it. Mm. Uh, Wells, obviously, if he's a few inches taller, probably heads it in, but he's got underneath it. Uh, and it's bounced off it, the defender, and got in. So a little bit of luck, which we haven't obviously had much of recently. Yeah. Uh, but look, at the end of the day, the talking points, the last goal, isn't it? Yeah, uh, very much so. Um, Ian, after we went up, uh, Chris Honor said on Robin's TV, we were sitting too deep. We just surrendered, surrendered the advantage. Um, and I think there was another corner that was all over the place in the box. I think it was Connolly dink the ball wide when it was easier to score. Tommy Conway was just over with a with a flashing drive, but then he made the substitution on 88 minutes. King, yeah, he could have taken off Williams. I mean, we had, uh, what was it, five yellow cards today. Yeah, yeah. King, uh, sorry, Williams was, 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 was blowing. Yeah, he lost the ball in midfield a couple of times. Um, Conway going off, King on. For me, I'm sorry, but it was King who lost the ball, Naismith as well. Viner's getting all the brick-bracks for being muscled off it for Corbino to score. But Jesus, you know, I mean, surrendering the advantage like we did. And, you know, King coming on, you know, he's not up with the pace of the game. But I haven't seen it in full detail, the goal. But it started with King and it ended with Viner. And I don't blame Viner. Is that how you see it, Ian? Well, I think the only thing, by the time the ball got to Zach Viner, the only thing he could have done better was run towards the ball and just hoof it. Mm. Or once the kid got the ball, grabbed him round the waist, pulled him down. And, and take a one for the team. Probably. And take a one, one for the team. He might have got a yellow, possibly a red. Um, but he didn't either. Uh, but it was an awful passage. The City were trying to keep the ball. And... When when you're doing that, you see good sides doing that. They're not playing long passes across the back. No. 
They're keeping it in tight areas and keeping the ball and then getting the, the ball down in the corner. A bit like we did from the commentary at Wickham the other night when Semenya was doing it. Yeah. So that's what we, we need to do. Um uh, that's what we that's what we needed to do, but we didn't do it properly. Yeah. And then Naismith got in trouble, and then he played Viner into trouble. So um, once once again, I think you know if if you're keeping the ball, the ideal thing is to get up in the corner and keep the ball up there. Stop them smashing it long, because every time they played the ball long or played the ball in the air in the box, um, I, you know you actually held your breath. And every time they won a corner, I mean I thought they had. Um, on uh, the BBC site, it says they had five corners. Um, I thought we had a lot more corners than that. And, well, it's um, the first time this season, I'm just looking at the stats as you're talking, Ian, that we, we've cut back on the number of shots raining in. OK, they only had four on target, but 19 raining in on our goal. In a match when we had 59% possession, and interestingly, Red Robin said here, we were playing a nice bit of keep ball on the left-hand side of the pitch. Uh, before, well, a, a couple of minutes before that goal, but... Yeah, we just don't seem to close it down. And again, we didn't make enough substitutions. We could have slowed the game more. I mean, Les, let me ask you this one. People have said Naismith, he's better with some of his attacking stuff. And he got caught against Sunderland. I don't know whether you saw the opening game at home yeah. you know, with, a, with a sloppy pass. Is the answer, unless we go out and buy somebody, and if Cal, it's all ifs, buts and maybes, could Cal Naismith play... In a midfield role, in listen, front listen, no, 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 no. He's a centre back. Okay, right. he's played left back. Yes, he's played defensive midfield. We've signed him to play centre back because we're not very good at centre back, and we're short of centre backs. Moving him to midfield, it's just going to save. Still have the same problem in that we're going to have ineffective centre backs on the pitch. Right? Mm. He should have done better for the goal. The moment the ball went out wide and King made the pass, I thought you need to hoof it. He yeah. didn't hoof it. He paid it to Viner, and I said you need to hoof it. And then I he just didn't. sat there, I just sat there open mouthed. Do you know what I mean? Thinking mm. <laughs> like that that is one of the worst bits of defending that I can remember us doing. Yeah. In the, you know, like so all, three goals, all three and goals. All three goals. And and I'm sorry, right? Viner has got to take some responsibility. Yes, he's been given a shit pass, you just get rid of the ball. Or you haven't done that, you take the player down. He did nothing. Yeah. He got out muscled, he got bullied by a kid. Right, and this is me being harsh as well, and a lot of people disagree with this. But but Bentley's in no man's land as well, so he's come rushing out, but he's nowhere. Yeah. So the kiddies just dinked it over him into an empty net. I mean, yeah. okay, Bentley's got a tough job in that he probably ain't expecting to be in this position, and he's got to make it a quick fire decision. But you're gonna come out, you got to close the space. He didn't do yeah. it, didn't get out there quick enough, or you stay a bit further back. That's yeah, just my size. Just said on the text, could King have hooked it off the line because he he did get back, didn't he? Yeah. Well, but, listen, uh, listen. Yeah. King made a mistake. Naismith made a mistake. Viner made two mistakes because he didn't hack him down and he didn't boot the ball. And Bentley, maybe I'm being harsh. Do you know what I mean? But it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Yeah. And uh, as soon as so we all... get Sooner yeah, we get another centre back in, who's actually going to show some leadership at the back, the better. Because we ain't okay. going to do nothing. We ain't going to do nothing if we're doing making mistakes like that. It was embarrassing. Okay, um, Mark, um, this thing about leadership at the back, um, you know, no Tim Close, not even in the eighteen, and say so we don't know that it could be for uh, paternity reasons or what have you. But Sol Bamba is uh, bouncing around at the club. I think that's probably the right word uh, to use. Um, you know, would, would would 
Close or Bamba have made any difference in those closing stages? And with Williams puffing, could he have bought on? Um, could could he have bought on Cam Pring as an extra body in the middle? He'd have fresh legs, but then maybe because he, I think he does old grudges, Pearson. He blames Pring for that sortie forward against Preston. So it's all about having confidence, and he obviously had more confidence in Andy Vyman at right wing back than he did either of the two specialist players on there. And he had yeah, more confidence. I don't think he I don't think he could bring Pring on today because I don't think he was on the bench. I think wasn't he? No. He wasn't. No, he wasn't. Fair enough. Squad, in the squad today. Not in the no, squad. So yeah, sorry, you're right. We had no cover on that left side, did we? Sorry, my mistake. The final goal is is inexplicable because when it was in the left channel it should have been put up the pitch. Yeah. We we should have either cleared the ball or held on to the ball or just played the ball down the left channel. And, and chased the ball, played the ball behind the Black, Blackpool back three and, and attacked because we looked far better attacking. We didn't need to hold on to the ball. All right. And it's just it's just a stupid goal to give give away, whatever mistake, mistake it was. I mean, yeah. Today, Atkinson was out-muscled for the first one. The second one, Fornally, who was brought on early in the second half, out-jumps him and heads the ball to Medine. Nobody's nobody's brave. We weren't brave in our own box. Sometimes in in in, in the opponent's box, yeah. got to be be braver. But there was lots to be positive about in terms of City's attacking play oh, and having yeah. an identity yeah. in terms of the way that we passed and moved the ball. If yeah, we are looking up the league. We're not looking down. No, absolutely right. You're absolutely right there, Mark. Because look, six games down, eight points on the board extrapolate that forward, seven, eights, 56 points. Yeah, and there's a few games because it's six, sevens of 42, four games. You know, it's about 60 points, which is just about halfway. And we'd all be happy with that. But the frustration is it's now, what is it? Eight points thrown away from winning positions as opposed to losing a game. Yeah, we've thrown them away from winning positions. Now, cup half full, you say we came from behind twice. But the fact of the matter is we were 3-2 up with time to go. Some people have said... And again, I criticise the guy because of his lack of mobility. Would we have done better with bringing um, Chris Martin on for the last uh, 20 minutes? Dave, we Dave, could have done. Dave, we could Dave have done. Can, I, can I just say something? Yeah. Am I all right to just jump in? Yeah, go on. The thing with the league this year, there is no outstanding team. There's no, no team that's going to run away the league. There's no two or three teams that you think are nailed on. You look at Norwich, they're... You know, they won today, but they were pretty poor. They've had a mixed start to the season. Blackburn won their first three, lost their next two or three. Okay, mm. so these little margins where three points becomes one point by the end of the season can be quite significant at both ends of the table. Like last year, you had the points deductions and you had the dross, right? We haven't got none of that this year. Reading the top of the league, they were everyone's favourites to get done. Go bottom. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in other seasons where it's a pretty clear cut who's going to be at the top and who's going to be at the bottom, the odd little one point, three points to one point drop, which it was today, probably doesn't make that much difference because we know we're going to be around mid-table. But this season, where it's such fine margins, that could be a massive missed opportunity to get into the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? To get into the top six. No, you're right, because we'd have been fourth. And Ian, we've you... also got to remember that how many top teams, and there, like I said, I don't think there are many top teams in the league this year, have we actually played so far? We played Hull, but yeah. we haven't played the teams who are fancy. We ain't played the West Broms. We ain't played the Norwiches. We ain't played the fancy teams. And I, even, like I said, I don't think the fancy teams are anything to write home about. No. Well, West Brom we were 2-0 down. Yeah, West we, Brom we, were 2-0 we, 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 we haven't got a good record against big teams in this division. 
No, you're, so you're right. We need Ian, to would you, would you echo those? Yeah, would you echo those sentiments of uh, of Les that it's such a close dis- division that you know marginal success or failure can have a disproportionate effect with being no outstanding team thus far? Perhaps Norwich being an exception, who won at Sunderland today. Well, I mean, yeah, but Rotherham are, are fifth on nine points, and if they win their game in hand, they go top. Mm. So, so yeah. that bears out what Les is saying. Um, Look, there were there were positives in today's game, but but there were also negatives in today's game, and you'll find that in every game. Mm. But it, you you look at the things that you don't quite get right, and you say, right, that's how you improve. You you don't say, well, we played well, and we just ignore the fact that we got a bit steamrolled in the last twenty minutes, and we were all heading back into our own penalty area because that's something that we do quite often. So. And, and I totally agree with, with Les that, that losing points from these winning positions will is, is, is bound to affect, affect you at the end of the season. And the other thing it does, it must affect the player's confidence because they must think, right, it's coming on top, we're a goal up, and there's five minutes to go, plus injury time, so call it 10, and we're not going to be able to see this out. It must affect the player's confidence. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and... and it would be great, yeah, if somebody said it'd be great if we could go out and strengthen the squad. What Pearson's more or less said for the last month, six weeks, is no one goes out, no one comes in. Yeah. So we, we, we've got what we've got. And I, could we have made better use of it today? Absolutely we could. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And that's not being, you know, that's just being, that's not being doom monger or anything. That's just stating, stating well, the facts. It's not, it's not being a doom monger. It's, no, it's just, just stating the facts. It is what it is. Talk, talking about reality, you know, people say, well, we don't, I don't, we don't, Zach Viner gets loads of stick, right? Don't like him at right, right centre back. Well, all right, then who else are you going to play there? Well, if he was fit, you'd have Thomas Callas, wouldn't you? Well, you would, but he ain't. And he obviously is not um, keen on closer anymore well, because he's keeping closer at the team so you know Dave, Dave, Dave that's a daft thing to say isn't it because you don't know closer could be injured he could be ill so mm. you don't know why that's why you weren't in the team so that's a daft thing to say closer's come on virtually every game so just to help us see games out all right it might have been for five minutes at the end or something like that but he he's um he's I don't think I'm mean, not saw him in pre-season only pre-season playing right centre-back, and he didn't look great because he's not that quick. So playing in the middle where he can pull the strings a bit suits him more. But no, I mean, and with Thomas Callas, we don't know when he's, he's, he's mm. going to be back and because there's a bit of radio silence from the club. I think Nigel Pearson said to the last press conference, well, when there's any news, I'll let you know. Mm. All right. Well, it's six so, months. It's six months. It's six months he's been out now. Mark Small said Tauro instead of Viner, possibly not. I mean, I no think, way. No, no. <laughs> no way. I think, I think, I think close, I think, I think close is either center or left. He's not right. Uh, from the, from the three point of view, that's just, just my view. And I just wonder whether Naismith, you know, he, he, a couple of comments on here on the, on the text feed on here have said Naismith, he takes a few chances and he's got a wholehearted yeah. commitment, but he's, you know, there's a couple of games, you know, the Sunday game and now this, where his chance taking, it's going to fall over sometimes. And, you know, you just wonder whether if he could play, all right, maybe not in midfield, could he play 
at the left on the left side, yeah, and then no, you put sorry, closer no, in the I'm middle. Saying, keep, we keep well, them in mistake. It's got to be collective responsibility for, for those mistakes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was an inexplicable goal. Take collective responsibility. All right. But look at we look at the positives. Look at the the, the quality of Tommy Conway. Look at the uh, the quality of Semenyo. The problem we got is in in midfield, stopping those attacks building up. Yeah. And and that that soft men, that soft mentality at the back. Have a player. Have a players who are brave. And and, and Mark. And Mark. And if you look at our midfield, you've got four players, right? You've got Williams. King, James, and Masengo, right? That are there, and none of them have got that creative bit. Yet we're playing a creative person at right wing back, which is Scott. And based on if you were just watching City this season and you said which of the Bristol City youngsters is the twenty million pound player, all right. After today, you might say, well, obviously Semenyo, but Conway. His track record at the moment, five goals, two assists, is speaking for itself. And Alex Scott, he ain't really doing it. He's done a couple of little cameos when he's been played in the middle. But, you know, with the transfer deadline fast approaching, if it is none in, none out, it's that midfield, as you say, is a problem. OK, guys, I still want to keep it relative. What you need, what you need really today, you need is somebody. We need somebody who can hold on to the ball, who can carry the ball through that through that middle third. Yeah. Who can, you know, who, who can just... Who can just and and King and King, yeah, and, and Mark King James. Well, he is, but King James and Williams, none of those are going to do that. Are going to do that? They're not. End of story. All right, let's move. Let's look forward to uh, Wednesday. I mean, I say we could look forward to the cup game, but that's bloody two months away now against uh, Lincoln. <laughs> first first visit here since uh, 1986, apparently. Um, Huddersfield. They were two 0 up against uh, West Brom today. I think they're struggling. In the lower reaches of uh, of the table, they have lost um, some players. I mean, we've kept the unbeaten run going. What is it now? Six games. Yeah. Um, if we get to uh, the end of the month, I think people were doing predictions of seven games, and the general consensus was it was going to be, you know, quite positive. Really, I remember doing it with Chris and Gregor. They were saying thirteen points. We were on course to that if we'd have hung on to the points today. But uh, Les Huddersfield. Totally different proposition to what they were last season. And we've got to be looking to extend that run to seven before a difficult game at Ewood Park, I think it well, is. Well, look, we've got, we've got to be looking at winning the game. Yeah. Because Huddersfield are struggling. They've got an inexperienced manager. They've lost a ton of players. They look like one of the sides who could be down there at the end of the season. Um, so the emphasis is on us as the home side to take control of the game and try and get three points. It'll be interesting to see what lineup he goes with because obviously I think Sykes is back. Sykes so back think... on Wednesday. Mills has just said that on the text feed. Yeah, yeah, so I'd have Sykes at wing back. I'd have Alex Scott in centre midfield. In there with him, ideally Joe Williams, but he may not be fair. I don't want to see Matty James in there starting because he slows us down. He doesn't yeah. isn't able to press. Um, ideally Williams with him. And then I would keep Byman. Conway and Wells with Semenyo ready uh, 50-60 minute mark. We don't want to push him too soon. You know, there's a big difference between doing 25 minutes and 30 minutes and yeah. suddenly going to 90 minutes. Yeah. So I'd rather he came on against a tiring defence. I think that's what will probably happen. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's the midfield that's going to be interesting Okay, what, what he comes up with. Okay, and a result you're saying we should, we, well, we've got to be looking to win. Yeah. If, so... we, want to be, if we want to establish ourselves 
as a potential playoff side. We've got to win these games against teams who are struggling. Yeah. Especially okay. at home. Okay. Ian, uh, your thoughts? I mean, it'd be interesting to see who's on the bench and with Sykes being available, whether he changes it at all. What do you think? I think he'll bring Sykes back in at wing back. He'll move Scott into central midfield with Masengo because he wants to play on the front foot and press. Yeah. Joe, Joe Williams can't do three games a week. We know that. Um, I agree on Matty James because he'll slow the game down. So he, he'd be a better player in a home game um, if we're a couple of goals up and 20 minutes to go and we want to close the game out. Um, so I, mean, I think... To be fair, everybody at the start of the season, or a lot of people at the start of the season, when you say, what's your first choice back three, they would have gone for Callas in on the right, uh, closer in the middle, and Naismith on the left. And I still mm. think that could possibly be our, our best choice back three. But going going back to the game, that's what I think you do Tuesday. Um, I agree with Les. I don't think um, Semenyo, they'll risk Semenyo right from minute one. Um I think they'll start with Wells and um, Conway. Wells and Conway up front, um, and uh, it'll be it'll be pretty much the same team. And I'm looking mm. for. I mean, before the with the two games coming up, I, I said if we could get four points out of Blackpool and Huddersfield, that would be absolutely that would be absolutely fine because at that point you're averaging two games, uh, two points a game, and that's automatic promotion form as things stand just oh just, based on ignoring the first two games if you take the last five if we get oh, a win don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't do don't do that because that's like <laughs> people say well if, if you don't count goals we've conceded in the last 10 minutes we'd be in the premier league no taking your point well, it's like well, the best way to no, look at it the is, point i'm making is it if, if if we won you want something positive at the moment if we won the game um, on Wednesday night, and other results went our way. We could be second by the end of the game. Yeah, no, that's that. Look, you're absolutely right, and that's why I'm doing the extrapolation. Because if we win on uh, if we win on Wednesday, that's seven seven games gone, and we'd have what eleven points, so eleven sixes. It's it's we're heading if we maintain the maintain the form of the seven games to date, which includes two defeats at the beginning, because we could have had that those two defeats split differently amongst the seven games played, we're looking very much mid-table fringe of playoffs. And that's a positive thing to come out there. You know, I mean, you look at, you know, if you look at the games, you say, oh, Bristol City have had a better season than most people were uh, expecting us to do. But uh, guys, look, Les, Ian and uh, a quiet mark, I will do a proper sound check with you. Can I just say one thing? One thing, you just said it. Well, I, I, I disagree. I would, I would start with Semenyo because he'll knock the stuff in at, at Huddersfield. Him on the shoulder of the last defender, he's more powerful than Conway, Conway or Wells. I'd start him off. And All right. Get ahead in the point, game. point, point made. And picking up on that point, Mark, where you said about Semenyo coming in. Personally, I, I'd, I'd leave Wells. I'd bring Semenyo in ahead of Wells, but that's just a personal view. We leave it like that, guys. Thanks a lot for your uh, support. Uh, this evening and uh, we'll be doing our review of the Huddersfield game doing a recording of that on uh, Thursday so that'll be up from uh, Thursday lunchtime thanks to the uh, 1400 of you as probably some of you have done both games but 1400 people downloaded the uh, 
the, the reviews of Cardiff last week and the uh, away game at Wickham. So that's really good. And we're definitely on course for uh, 100,000 downloads well before the end of uh, September. So that's a great milestone. And uh, everybody who listens, thank you. And Ian, Mark and Les, all the contributors, thanks for everything you've done there as well. Anyway, I'm going to press the end button now. So have a good week, everybody. All the best. Bye-bye. 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 I'm feeling happy today. Going to put my cares in a whistle. Blow them all away. What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along. Along. There'll be no more sobbing when he stops throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up. Wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up. Get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields, a flower, rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours, I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song, when red, red robins are ba-ba-bobbing along. Red Robin come bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robin starts bobbing along.